Previously on The Tantalus Tales. Stand forth and engage! <laughs> you guys are going to uh, assist Hawthorne then? Naturally. Yep. Alright. To if battle! I he's dead. <laughs> I can't, can I do aggro on these things and just get them to follow me so that they sleep uh, Hawthorne around? Yeah, just yell a taunt at him. Like, hey, I short mean, stack, yeah. get back here! <laughs> I mean, yeah. If you want to draw their attention, by all means. That's a nat 20. That is a nat 20. Go ahead and roll your double damage. Oh no, where's my d6? <laughs> uh, hold, please. Man, did I not tell you guys to have your dice ready? I had them. <laughs> it just fell. As, uh, as you look over at Hawthorne, Kneeling slightly, he uh, he looks at you for a se- at you for, uh, and smiles briefly before his eyes roll back in his head and he collapses to the ground. They wheel uh, Hawthorne out and uh, it's okay. It's just a flush wound. He'll be fine. Yeah, he'll be fine. I'm sure. He only got attacked by like a hundred things. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. As the orderlies take Hawthorne into the back, the nurse, who had gasped upon your arrival, turns back to you and asks, What in the seven hells happened to Hawthorne? That's what we're about to find out. Bats. He got swarmed by some creepy bug creatures. Creepy bug creatures? Well, they were more like Demons or imps? I've never seen anything like them before. Humanoid <laughs> bats. There, there's, I think the problem. bodies are still out in the courtyard. You could go take a look if you like. Yeah. Mm, that, uh, he might be poisoned. We don't know. Did their weapon? Wait, Bakar, Key, did their weapons look like they had poison on them? I can't recall. I don't know. Hmm. You might want to be aware of that. It's possible. They were pretty fiendish. They're obviously some dark type of thing, because my sword did really well against them. Well, the Radiance does good against demons, so they're fiends. Bakar's not that smart. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> you keep forgetting. I think you keep thinking he's smarter than he actually is. I, I think everybody th- keeps thinking that. Yeah, no. <laughs> We're let down time and time again. <laughs> you have too high expectations for him. You need to lower them really, really far. Uh, for sure. I will never apologize for thinking the best of you, Bakar. Aww. Thanks, buddy. You're welcome. Well, that, that's sappy as fuck. Alright. Uh, but, uh, as you explained to the uh, nurse, she says, Oh, dear, well, thank you for helping. We'll be sure to patch him up. Feel free to have a seat. Uh, we'll let you know when he's reached a point for visitors. I'm sure he'd like to thank you as well. Uh, She points to a sterile waiting room filled with chairs that look comfortable, but you have a strong feeling they probably aren't. (laughs) And uh, 
tables have scattered pamphlets and clipped articles, and a soft muzak is playing out of the ceiling. Uh, what would you like to do? This is the oldest issue of Cosmopolitan I've ever seen. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> I'll just lean I'll against a wall. Go get a coffee. I will per- peruse uh, copies of Reader's Digest from six years ago. <laughs> that, yeah. Uh, some of the uh, some of the pamphlets that you can see are uh, what to do when you've fractured your space. Ten tips huh. to rectify your problems in the bedroom. Huh. How do- <laughs> Well, they're not looking. I slowly slipped that one into my, you know, my bag. No, just kidding. <laughs> How to tell if you've got a uniform fetish. Oh, I already have that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need a people to tell me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Tantalus Institute kitchen wizards create pheasant sandwich. Exceeding <gasps> quality of cleric-owned pheasant sandwich company. Splendid. <laughs> Hello. Mm, my goodness. Oh. <laughs> Sounded like one of you dropped out there. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think and we might have lost my... Bacar. Bacar's gone. Should we pause? Bacar is dead. Uh, you don't have to pause. We can okay. just wait for her to come back. All right. I'll let it go then. No problem. <laughs> then, I'll just, then I'll just cut out whatever uh, whatever happens to, to happen. Oh, there we go. Well, well, there we go. Well, Are you all right? Yeah, uh, just something dropped, and I don't know what. Ah, oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So you got so excited by that uniform fetish. I'm sorry, I had to look it up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to take a seat and just wait patiently. Anything else you guys want to do while you're sitting there? Uh, let's play some bridge. What's going on? And look out a window, maybe? Uh, you got any, we got any cards? Yeah, let's play some bridge or gin rummy. <laughs> we can play Rats Jenga. Wait, better than that. Let's play some Magic the Gathering. <laughs> Done with actual magic. I brought several decks with me. Did you? No. Are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> that would be great, but no, I don't have that many decks. No. All, all it is is just like... Uh... It's all land. Where'd the rest of the cards go? Goodness. <laughs> I'm sorry, I only brought Yu-Gi-Oh cards, so... Oh, Christ. Oof. All right, and while we're waiting, all right, we slowly try to assemble a functional game out of two different decks from two different games, and that takes up the whole time. Uh, They're basically the same thing, right? It's it's pretty, I guess it's close. Yeah, argue over it, try to build a game out of it, unsuccessfully. Then I throw in one Pokemon card. This is getting way too complicated. Then flip the table after that, after you do that. (laughs) Enough of this, my card! (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> They're all the same thing, right? No. You said, uh, uh. <laughs> well, uh, as you uh, sit there uh, contemplating the uh, effects of three games in one, uh, <laughs> is there anything you want to discuss amongst yourselves uh, from uh, what I yeah. can call? What do is, you heck, uh, What the heck do you guys think that was? This is an intervention. For who? The one who had the drinking problem. I don't have a drinking problem. Yeah, exactly what my he can stop is. whenever he wants to. <laughs> <laughs> but he hasn't. That's he just hasn't wanted to yet. <laughs> yeah. 
But seriously, if I, if I could get if I could get my daughter back, I'd be fine. I don't. I won't drink ever again. I'm fine. All right. Seriously, guys, what do you think those imps were? What do you think is going on with this Hawthorne character? I mean, I don't know what's going on half the time, so I'm just gonna assume it's something that's above my pay grade. <laughs> Hmm. Way to play to your stats, Bakar. <laughs> it strikes me that this... Well, we don't know that much about this place yet. More about who's in it. I figured that the leader of it would be a bit more savvy, able to handle that. Here he got swarmed by a bunch of bat monsters. Hmm. Maybe I'm just mm. lacking a bit of confidence now. I mean, we could always just snoop around and see what happens. I mean, we could keep an eye out, but there's not much we can do right now until Hawthorne wakes up and we can question him a little bit. Hmm. I fear you may be right. Yeah. Otherwise, we could go and check out what happened to the bodies, where they might have been coming from, because there's probably some trail. How long do you think we'll have to wait I mean, he didn't. He didn't look too great when we brought him in. Well, we can at least have an hour. Be a while. Meanwhile, you want to go track down some imps? Mm, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> you All just sit questions. there. <laughs> All these questions, you're just like, no, nah, I just want to ask questions. I don't care actually about the answer. <laughs> you sound well, uh... like a philosophy major. A little bit, a little bit. Uh, well, as you uh, sit there discussing your uh, uh, contemplations on how exactly Hawthorne got to be uh, in the situation that he's in, uh, you start to lose track of time, and the nurse returns a uh, uh, an unforeseen amount of time later, and... Uh, says, uh, Hawthorne will see you now, boys. Follow me, if you will. Okay. She, uh, gestures for you to follow her down the hallway, past several open rooms to one marked private. She opens the door and ushers you inside, uh, to which you see Hawthorne sitting up on his bed. Uh, there's an IV tubes running into his arm, uh, and he's flipping through the pages of a file when he looks up at you, smiling. Uh, he turns his attention to the nurse and says, Ah, yes, thank you. Uh, might we have the room? Um, the uh, nurse nods as she shuts the door behind her when she leaves. Then Hawthorne looks back at the file on his lap and says, Thank you for your help earlier. I believe congratulations are in order for a successful mission, boys. He closes the file and looks at you all. Tell me all about it. Spare no detail. He stares at you, eagerly awaiting your response. Hmm. Let me, allow me to compose myself here for a moment. <laughs> well, I guess I could... Wait, you want me to, like, recount the entire thing? <laughs> I remember most of it. Well, sure. Whatever you, uh, whatever well, you can remember. Okay, well, first we landed on the place and got attacked by some dudes. 
beat I'm just kidding. Uh, well, didn't we yeah. when we first when we first landed on the planet, we basically yeah, no, fell I into jobs as guards. Him. Yeah. And we kind of built <laughs> off that. We pretended we were guards for a shipment. Uh, mm. Moved, uh, went up to the middle main settlement. Uh, kind of got jobs again. Went down into the caverns. <laughs> fought a crazy monster. Met some dwarves. Found their god. Defeated some assassins. Rallied them up. And uh, launched a short-lived revolution. That ended when the leader of the mining company was assassinated by his... Um, Assistant who turned out to be uh, his name has slipped my mind. What was it? It was like an angel or something. Yeah, he Asimov. he pretended to be like a what a reformer, and then he when we, uh, the mines were collapsed, he suddenly changed personalities and disappeared, like teleported away. And the dwarves oh. were confused, but rewarded us, and we brought home the bounty we received. And that was basically it. So, you're telling me that somebody changed before your eyes? They just... I think yes. they dropped whatever facade they had and were like, oh, I don't have to play anymore. Yes. Huh. Have you seen Men in Black 2? Or was it the that? first one? Where it just kind of rips his skin off? Yeah, it was kind of like that. I I'm not entirely certain what this is. Men in Black too. Mm, we have a man no. in black down down in the uh, oh, wait janitorial department. You got Johnny but... Cash here. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> do Do you remember anything else about this man? Hmm. No, you guys, I've forgotten what he said. Uh, um, crap. I didn't tell ya. What? It's been a while. I mean... I thought I wrote that down. All those benders. What was his name? It was... I, was, I was drinking a lot. I don't remember a lot, okay? Curses. I can't remember now. <laughs> Anywho. Do you have any thoughts about our mission, Hawthorne? Hmm. Oh! Yeah. Now I remember. Conton, uh, wasn't that it? Conton? Yes. I, uh, I believe that was the name he gave. Did. Did he have. any. any symbolization on him? I believe so. Was it the, um, the spiral? Were they a spiral of arrows? Yeah. One of the assassins we fought, uh, when we defeated them and started questioning them, and uh, they refused to answer, and then a spiral burned in their chest and they died from it. Hmm. A, uh, a grim look uh, covers Hawthorne's face, and he says, Well, that explains some things. Yeah, ponders for a moment before thinking, uh, before speaking. And he says, I've been searching for him for ages. He bows his head and closes his eyes while talking. 
he and I were partners on our home world. We came from a race of beings who never died of old age. Our brightest mind, our brightest minds, including the man you know as Kantan and myself, we worked round the clock to research the end of all disease as we knew it, and we were successful. Having eradicated all known ailments and disorders, our people lived for centuries. Death was a rare occurrence in our world. Having conquered disease, we used our intellects to make our world more prosperous. Researching ways to better our extended lives, advancements in engineering, agriculture, infrastructure, transportation, we tackled any problem we came across with intelligence and hard work. We made our world a utopia. We were happy, peaceful people. We had no need for war and conflict. We had education and camaraderie. Uh, Hawthorn opens his eyes and looks sadly at you all. He says, but that perfection didn't last. Around a century ago, we were studying a brand new technology we called multi-plane transportation. It's a technology that you've had the pleasure of experiencing the final product of, by the way. Sparks is our leading engineer on the uh, subject at the moment. Our research had come to a dead end, and we were stuck. It was the first time we had felt failure in what seemed like a millennia. One evening, as we were poring over our notes and research, we decided to run one more test. As we flipped on all the switches and adjusted our calculations... There was a bright light, and in that light a, a figure began to form. We were in awe as this being stepped out of the light. We had successfully accomplished multi-plane transportation. We were overcome with joy, but it turned out it wasn't completely our doing. This traveler was a part of a group known for their plane-shifting abilities. And their name was Gozer the Gozerian, right? I'm getting Stargate vibes, like the ancients. Mm. From those... You know what this is making me think a bit of? is actually Final Fantasy XIV. Really? <laughs> what yeah. does make you think of that? No, I mean like... <laughs> yeah, right? Just kind of... You know, it's more of a vague thing, I guess. I'll explain it later. It's not that important. Which, which one? What? What do you mean like, which one? What, what, part, what, what part of this Final Amrat. Oh, okay. Yeah. We were in awe at this being as it stepped out of the light. We had successfully accomplished multi-plane transportation. We were overcome with joy, but it turned out it wasn't completely our doing. This traveler was a part of a group known for their plane-shifting abilities, and it turns out he had accidentally come across our plane in his search for a successor, as he called it. He asked if we knew any youthfully endowed individuals of his race. Endowed. But... Hmm. <laughs> Obakar. Must have been an erector. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Rectifier. Uh, but 
unfortunately, unfortunately, our world was made of our specific race. Downtrodden, the traveler accepted that he'd have to try again, but at our request, he showed us how to fix our machines to accomplish plane jumping, as he called it. After weeks of tutelage... Also known as skydiving. <laughs> uh, after weeks of tutelage, we were successful in transporting an individual to and from another plane. Uh, pleased with our success, the traveler bid us adieu and made way. Little did we know that our success would also lead to our biggest failure. In successfully sending an individual to another plane of existence, they brought back something we weren't prepared for. We had obliterated all disease on our world, but in doing so left us wrought for foreign contaminants. Patient Zero, as we called him, came back with a disease that quickly sped, uh, spread amongst our population at an alarming rate. We tried our hardest to combat the uh, illness, but our immune systems were far too weak to fight back. Eventually it came down to Kantan and I, alone in our lab, shut off from the rest of our world. Our world was dying, and so we did the only thing we could do. Having affixed our lab with the technology to transport us, we did just that and we left. We used the technology taught to us by the Traveler to escape our home and what we named the Fractured Space, which, as you know, is here. We swore to each other that we wouldn't let something like this ever happen again. We scoured the plains, saving others from world-ending plagues and events. Eventually, we had built our ship up enough to house survivors, and we took the name of that traveler as our own. After years of doing this, Kantan changed. When we left to save worlds, he would do everything he could to cause them to fall. At first he passed it off as accidents, but the accidents became far too frequent. So I banished him from the Institute, but I feared that he was still out there, causing worlds to fall to chaos, and your description confirms it. He wants to tip the scales towards chaos and will not stop. I'm sorry to ramble, though. I, I'm i incredibly proud of you, for. He opens his folder again. You did wonderfully. And our follow-up scouts inform me that... Uh, Ragnir, was it? Yeah. Has led an expedition to the center of the collapsed mines to retrieve a matri matriarch of their religion. He flips through the papers. Mushrooms, though... <laughs> That's a new one. <laughs> they were an advanced society, and you got them to farm mushrooms. <laughs> uh, he chuckles a bit and uh, shuts his folder and sets it on the bedside. If there's nothing else I can assist you with, I believe the twins have a new mission picked out for you. I'm going to head to... Uh, I'm going to try and heed Nicola's orders and attempt to rest. Best of luck to you four. 
Is there anything else you want to ask uh, Hawthorne before he uh, settles down? Do you know what the next message is? are those imps that attacked you? The imps. That's that's a smarter question. Is that what you said? <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's a better question. <laughs> uh yes the the imps. I, as I mentioned, have been searching for this man you know as Kantan. I assumed he would be in one of the seven hells, but I have yet to find him. And in my travels. I have lost the abilities I I once had, being that I spend most of my time researching. I am not up as well to field missions, but I had a hunch that he was there and I needed to check it out. Unfortunately, I was wrong, and there were... Complications. I didn't intend to endanger the Institute by bringing them here, and I am beyond grateful that you were there to assist and that nobody else was hurt. Thank you. You're welcome. No problem. I don't think we have any other questions for him right now, do you guys? Not really. Nope. All right. All right. Well, uh, as you four leave the infirmary, uh, what do you do? Do we want to get our mission right away? Or are we trying to go run around this hospital a little bit more? <laughs> I don't want to do exercise. Didn't <laughs> we? <laughs> oh, the car. <laughs> hmm. I mean... I don't know. I think going to the mission would be. I'm kind of ready to save the world. Yeah. Well, then I agree. Let us proceed to our next mission. All right. Do you guys know where the twins are? No. <laughs> um. Just, like beam me there. No, there's no beaming inside it. We'll just. It's like it's like it's like fantasy Hogwarts. You can't apparate no. inside the grounds. We have moving staircases, but we can't apparate. You have moving staircases? Moving staircase, Hogwarts. Yeah. Have elevators Hogwarts here. has moving have moving staircases. But you can't apparate, no. Oh, those are called no. escalators, Bakar? No, they don't even move up. They just move side to side. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Wait, so the uh, staircases move side to side? You wouldn't get anywhere that way. No, it gives you one door and then it takes you to a different one. Of course. All right, well, let's just putz around for a while until we find the twins. Hey, Hawthorne, where are the twins at? (laughs) (laughs) Taking the short road right there, yeah. (laughs) Uh, He explains that they have an office right below his uh, suite level. And that level is pretty sweet. So let's go. Yeah. On a real level. Yeah. <laughs> He's on the level, I'll tell you that. Is he on the level? Oh, yeah. Good. Good. <laughs> He's also a hep cat. He's also a. Did you oh, say yeah. hip or hep? Hep cat. Hep cat, okay. Yep. 
I thought you didn't like that uh, type of uh, language, sugar. What? Who ever told you that? (laughs) (laughs) No, no, let's just go. Let's go. Hey everyone, it's Taylor, your DM and lore master. We don't have a sponsor for this week's show, but we wanted to take a second to thank everyone who's listened, shared, and tweeted about our show. It warms my heart to see that people are enjoying this little thing we wanted to share with you all. If you or someone you know wants to be featured in our mid-roll section, we would love to do so. We enjoy featuring artistic people in our show. Shoot us an email at thetantalistales at gmail.com and we'll get things situated. I also want to mention again before we head back into the story that I'll be at DaishoCon in November. If anyone else is going to be there, let me know. I'd love to say hello. But enjoy the rest of episode 16. I'll see you afterwards. All right, so you guys uh, then head for the uh, moving staircases. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and ride them up. And uh, ride the elevator up to the floor right below uh, Hawthorne's. Uh and as you are walking down the hallway towards the twins' office, you get a call on your uh, spider com. And, uh, is that what your ringtone is? Nah, I haven't thought of one yet. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, assuming that you answer, <laughs> it's uh, Spider. She says, hey there, boys. Uh... I've dropped something off with Sparks that will assist you on your next mission. It sounds like you're gonna need it. Good luck! And with that, your comms click off. Mm-hmm. That's uh, it, I'm ch- Yeah. I, I've found out what my ringtone is now. What's your ringtone? Uh, believe it or not, Orin is... It? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, is it a theme song for Orin? Yeah, like the greatest American hero. Ooh, baby. Yep. <laughs> but it's just Orin singing it? Yeah. It's him singing. He sang it himself. Yeah, he's singing his own theme song. Good, good. Oh, it's not a hit. Well, yeah, <laughs> it will be. Don't worry. We'll see. Uh, but uh, as you enter the twins' office, your senses are immediately overwhelmed at the number of screens in this room. Wall to wall are different cycling graphs, globes, and figures. You aren't entirely sure what to make of it. Uh, screen dense... doors everywhere. Yeah, screen doors everywhere. Just uh, television screens. Awesome. Everywhere, yes. Uh, dead center in the room is a circular desk, and in the center of that desk are two blue figures with goggles covering their eyes. Their fingers are tapping on keyboards in front of them at an alarming pace. And their heads move side to side, looking from screen to screen. Uh, what do you do? Now, is that desk a, like a donut shape completely? Like, there's no way into the center? They definitely have to crawl under or over the yeah, table to yeah, get in. Like that. Yeah, they they definitely, definitely can't leave the desk. They're, Based on from what I can see. <laughs> it is all, all sorts of catheters and stuff. Just constantly there. Oh, uh, there's. <laughs> I'm just going to stare at the screens. 
Are you going to try and figure out what the screens are? I'm not figuring it out. I'm just staring at them very in awe. That's a lot Captivated of Captivated by the flashing light. Captivated. Ooh, by electricity. Oof. Shiny. <laughs> do, do you want to talk I, to these I, people? Yes, or? I walk up to them and ask, do you guys have any sunscreen in here? Do you need sunscreen in front of a bunch of... Uh... No, it was a pun. Sorry. This is a pun on the screen. Inside? Yeah. No, I'm asking like, well, uh, hello. We were... Uh, you were what? Uh, we were uh, sent to basically pick up the details for our next mission, if you please. Uh, one of the figures, uh, without, without really cha- uh, moving from his typing position, barely glances over you at you with, your, uh, with his goggles on, and he says, oh, shoot. He says, uh, oh, he- hello there. My name's Bane. This is my sister, Nora. The other figure, Nora, looks at you as well and without pulling her goggles off says, Hiya! And she turns back to her work. Bane responds with a uh, a nod toward a table below one of the screens. He says, uh, Over there on that table, that's your next assignment. There are three folders on top of this uh uh, desk, uh, table. He says, that's your next assignment, uh, it's Kappa 4889. We're getting some huge readings of chaos on that planet. Our scout on the ground will meet you shortly after touchdown. He continues to type without breaking eye contact with the screen. And as much as I hate to ask, you got any questions? Could you repeat you that number, idea. Kappa what? That was, a uh, Kappa 48... 89. Got it. Thank you. I'll remember the 89. Yeah. Do you have any idea what this world is like? I'm sure. Well, yeah. Bane is ignoring you with your <laughs> with, with your question, and Nora turns her head to look at you. She says, ah, come on, brother. They're rectifiers. They'll be fine. Uh, don't be such a numbnut. No. Uh... We just find the worlds. Our scouts do most of the uh, the groundwork, really. So when you get down to the world, ask your scout. That's what they're there for. And she turns okay. back and starts uh, to resume her typing. What would you like to do? I grab the folders, I guess. That's what we're here for. Do you want to read it out loud for everyone? Yes. Sure, I'll do a sure. I'll do a class presentation. Why not? Do you have a nice PowerPoint? Don't forget that PowerPoint. I want, I want to see what you say without me saying anything. What kind of PowerPoint? Like anyone has those around here? Cheaper. Well, you just sit here. You car, have like, graphs, and you just say. So the graph says this. All right. Well, let's see. Research said this. And My yeah. report on Kappa four eight eight nine. Kappa four eight eight nine is a very interesting world. Interesting in many ways, and some of these ways are as follows. No, I'm just kidding. I don't have anything else. <laughs> Oh, I would I would have let you keep going. That would have been fun. It's covered in uh, surprisingly, it is not inhabited by kappas at all. It's by cat girls. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's covered in cat girls. No, yep. it's not covered in kappas Let's... though, despite yeah. the name. <laughs> uh, it's the reason so... I have my cat ears so I can blend in. So there is a bit of information to go with uh, kappa forty eight eighty nine. As you flip through um, your papers, there's a 
picture up front. It's of a small, gray, cat-like creature. Ha. Uh-huh. Ha. With a name scribbled below it uh, that you cannot really comprehend uh, because the penmanship is so sloppy. It looks like there's a Y. It looks like there's an O somewhere in it. You assume... Yo. Lo- yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the The first letter of this name is Y, and the last letter is O. Those are the only that you can clearly read, because apparently whoever wrote this has... <clears throat> I think I can make it out. Hold on. Uh, Yoko? Oh, no. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yes, you are going to be met by uh, Fantasy Yoko Ono. Mm-hmm. No. She, she is... <laughs> Wow, this is so special. Yeah, definitely. So Uh, (laughs) cool. Yoko Ono is a cat person in this world. Uh, But, um... Wait, I was right about the cat people? Yep. Apparently. Yes, you were. Says it right there. I may not be smart, but I guess I can predict the future. I mean... Really? Nobody has ever said a... uh, a uh, prophet was intelligent, so. Hey. You don't got to be smart. You just got to be right. Yeah, but uh, down the list, uh, it explains. I want a T-shirt. This is that. You don't, don't got to be smart. You got to be right. Have to be right. Yeah. <laughs> Nostradamus said that. You know. No, he didn't. Like, how do you? Know? <laughs> but uh, down down the list. Uh, it explains that on Kappa 4889, there appears to be a disease uh, running rampant, and your objective for this mission is to eradicate the disease through any means necessary. Well, not the wording I would have chosen for that. <laughs> But it gives a lot. I'm gonna of go. I'm gonna. Here. You guys mind if I go the Arthas route on this? Is that okay? <laughs> but uh, I, w- I will. I will destroy the city to save it. Yes. You're gonna destroy the world just to save it. Yeah, sure. That's what Arthas did once. He burned down a city to kill, save everyone in it. Yes. Uh, so you uh, know that the the world has a disease that you need to take care of. That is the the gist of your knowledge for this uh, mission. Can we be inoculated by this disease so we don't catch it, or what? I was just going to mention that. Like, uh, are we protected at all? Well, Spider did say she had something for you. Oh, that maybe that's it. Sparks. That's right. I almost forgot about that. Yes. Well, uh, Nora, Bane, uh, thank you. Uh, as you were. Thank you, everyone. Uh, the completely ignore the fact that you just spoke to them and continue to to type steadfast uh it leaves you with a little confusion as to how the folders got there but <laughs> alas you carry on you take your folders down to sparks or is there anything else you want to do before you head off to your mission um i'm not certain what else we would do do you guys know anything no nope. springs to mind nope Take a nap. There might Maybe. be something. Ooh, quick power nap. Power nap. Quick, quick power nap. Uh, I'll include that. Uh, eight hours later. A quick rest. Pause. Short rest. <laughs> <laughs> but all right. Uh, so after uh, a quick rest, 
you guys um, gather up your things and head down towards uh, Sparks's area, the engineering department. Uh, down the elevators, you open up into your familiar territory at this point of gears and machines running around you and you open the doors to sparks paying on one of her perches and she says oh hey there so uh spider left some things for you uh they're over there in that box uh she holds out one of her talons and points towards the uh desk with a, a big box in front of it uh would you like to open it Mm. I'll do it. Yes. The big box wrapped neatly with a a uh, spider silk looking uh, spider web bow, and clearly came from yeah, spider. There's poop on it. There is. There's shit all over it. Uh... Yes. Uh, but you open it, and uh, on the inside are three. Uh, they're half masks. Uh, so they go over your nose and your... So essentially right now, Bakar would probably look like one of those rave candy girls. <laughs> yes. Uh, they are made of this sparkling blue metal that you uh, recognize almost immediately as, as tropium. Tropium! So they, she has made you some tropium masks to uh to put over your uh, your uh, nose and mouth area uh with a little note that inside that says uh to protect against any airborne uh diseases slash bad smells do they look like cat faces uh no. yours specifically yes damn it okay they they are all uh fit to your specifications and you kind of wonder why, because you don't remember ever giving Spider your specifications, but I guess she took some uh, measurements when you weren't looking. I think she does a lot of things. We're going to have to have a talk asleep. with that person. And honestly, <laughs> we're going to have to I'm watch a video called again. Boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> that must be respected. Boundaries that must be respected. Yes. Yep. Um, but, uh, so you've got these masks. Uh, Sparks then chimes in with a, Oh, I, I certainly hope those will be uh, effective for you. Uh, I have given you shots against the, inoculated you against the uh, effects of the transportation. Uh, she apologizes for not... Having the ability, given that they only know that there's this disease that's running rampant on the planet, then they have no way of knowing from from here. But uh, you have a scout that you're going to uh, meet when you get to the ground. That will be uh, the your contact, essentially, because uh, I suppose... There wasn't one for your last mission because there wasn't a lot known about it. I don't think they had a scout on the ground for that. But this one, you luckily have a little bit more that you're going into so you know that there's a disease that you've got to take care of 
and then we'll figure it out from there. Uh, but uh, Sparks uh, hops around and lands on the uh, console and asks, are you all ready to go? Ready as I'll ever be. Let's do it. I'll be great. All you need is a tail. Okay, I don't actually mean that. Please don't make me have a tail. Because too late. Guess what you're gonna get for your birthday. (laughs) Sparks, Sparks hoots and and fluffs herself up and says, "Well, I think I might have something." No. Looking, looking around. Too late. We'll have to get that later. Oh, please stop. All I have is a feather duster. I'm sorry. That You're off the even, hook for now. I don't Bacar. know if that'd be even. I don't know if that'd be better or worse. You have the cat ears, the candy mask-looking thing, and where did the feathers come from, bird person? Where do you think the feathers came from? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I don't want to know now. <laughs> Fine, Picard. Right. Uh, well, we'll have to get you your cat tail some other time. We have to go Aww. now. I mean, we'll figure out something. No, Maybe you can. At that point, I might as well have claws and everything else. Totally. Just, just, just help me transform. I'm going to be a trans cat girl. Well, there we go. Perfect. Uh... <laughs> but uh, car, car the cat girl. That's good. She uh, sparks uh, waves a wing at you uh, as the uh, the door to the transport opens, and you uh, all step in, and she fiddles around with her uh, console and starts you uh, on your way down to Kappa 80, uh, Kappa 4889. And your hands and feet once again start to disintegrate into particles as you, Bakar specifically, get a bit of a flashback of your, your nightmarish vision as you fade away the last thing fades from the institute is a small tear that fell from your eye and everything goes black for a second as you begin to reassemble yourself and you feel a bright light shining on you as you are standing in the middle of a clearing in a forest uh the light shining through the canopy at you. You're blinded. You're all blinded for a second as you adjust to the natural lighting of this world. Oh, jeepers. I think we went all to pieces there for a bit. Jesus. Some of you more than others. Mm. (laughs) 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 Yes, yes, that was the joke. You were crying. You all stand there. You can feel the wind on your face, uh, the wind rustling your cat ears, and mm. your scarves and your your uh, your robe. And looking around, it seems oddly quiet. Too quiet. Yeah. Indeed. As you have these masks on, you can't really smell through them as much because it's. It's pretty much blocking off. It, it's got uh, filters and such for you to if basically filtering out any any bad things, in, including just smells in general. So 
all you can really smell is clean air. And I want you to roll me a perception check. Alright, here I roll. And I got an 18. Yay! An 18? Yeah. That was a very good roll. Very good. I got an 11. Okay. 18. Okay, well... Hey, that was my roll. Yeah, but mine was better. (laughs) So you... You all got well enough to uh, notice that uh, the edge of the clearing, you see a rustling in front of you, and you hear one from behind you, and then another one to the left and to the right. There are several points in the bushes along the clearing that are starting to rustle, and... From the first one, out pops this ginger, uh, red-haired uh, tabby cat standing oh, upright. Oh, I was expecting you to say red. Red man. herring? No, ginger bread man. <laughs> oh, ginger bread man? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. And then he, he, oh, you can't catch me, <laughs> and runs away. My gumdrop uh, buttons. We have to I was just thinking that. <laughs> You're a monster. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> ginger cat steps out, I assume. Uh, a ginger cat in, in in some light leather armor holding a spear uh, steps out and stares at you. And from behind you out pops another ginger uh, tabby cat holding a short sword and a small buckler shield. And from all the other rustlings, several other ginger cats all with different weapons pointed in your direction stand there and you you're in the center of this clearing at weapon point to several felis this is a a race of small cat-like creatures and the main one the the one that popped out first with the spear pointed at you Tells you to halt. Who the hell are you? I am Bakar. <laughs> <laughs> Things are going to get hairy now, aren't they? We'll have quite a tale to tell when we get home. Perfect. <laughs> Everything's going to be all right, meow. All right, meow. All right, I'm done. Everything's going to be all right, meow. As in, like now. Uh, fuck. I think. Y'all come back. Good... Y'all come back, meow. Everything's all right, meow. I think might be the uh, the name of this episode. Mm. That sounds okay. good. I like puns. Well, I'll, I'll think of more. <laughs> a furry situation. Yeah. A hairy situation. Something like that. But more or uh, less. yeah, he holds out his spear and asks, "Who the hell you are?" And Bakar, in their usual. Uh, nature yells Chipper out his name. Fashion. Do you guys introduce yourself as well? Yes, of course. It's the only light yeah, thing for a gentleman to do. Good afternoon, or morning, or evening. I'm not sure what time it is. I am Orinthil. Nice to meet you. And T, T just doesn't. Yeah, I, I'm just. You should know who I am. <laughs> <laughs> do you, Are you not going to introduce recognize me? There's no need to worry. Mr. T is a perfect gentleman. (laughs) A perfect gentleman, yes. The leader of these 
Felis sticks his spear into the ground for a moment and says, Well, I don't care who the hell you are. You're all under arrest. Oh my god. And uh. the uh, the remaining uh, Felis with their weapons s- step forward toward you. And uh, do you... Uh, are you going to do anything? Are you going to hold up your... Are you going to surrender? Well, I can't argue with this formidable army. There you go. That's so what I'm talking tough. about. <laughs> uh, they are about probably T's size. So they're not like super, super small. But they're pretty big. Yeah, they're, they're pretty big cats. Pretty big. They're pretty big. Yep. I've been training for this moment. Um, man, I have ray of enfeeblement, but I don't know if that's enough of like a red dot to make him chase it. Don't <laughs> <laughs> have oh. any on you. There we go. Some mint. <laughs> as uh, as they come closer, uh, you hear in the bushes. No, wait, wait. In runs a slightly smaller Felis with gray fur. His eyes are a little wonky. And he he runs out and he trips over himself and just kind of rolls into you, uh, Bakar, into your into your shins. You notice that he's he's late he's in front of you and he's got accordion strapped to his back and a tiny little dagger at his at his uh, side, and he looks up at you with his derpy eyes, just big and sad, like. And he says, "I'm sorry, <laughs> I didn't mean to run into you." <laughs> it's fine. I just gotta make sure he's okay and just so he can be up. And you, you pick him up, you dust him off a little bit, and uh, he turns to the leader of the ginger. Felis, and he says, Baker, wait! Baker, wait! Stop, stop, stop! The These three are with me! And the commander, who you now know is called Baker, says, Oh, well, that's a load of... And he just kind of looks a little disappointed, and he tells his men to uh, stand down, and they turn around and they wander off. Next time, next time I see you in my territory, your cat food. And he walks off. Mm. <laughs> right. You uh, now stand in the presence of a tiny gray cat. Uh, well, slightly tinier than T. Uh, gray cat, uh, gray Felis. And he uh, holds up his paw to uh, you all and says, hi there. My name's Yanko. Are you guys from the Institute? We are indeed. Totes. My goats. Mm-hmm. We kept you having a catnap? Jeepers. Almost got arrested. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, fuck it. I think that's where we're going to end it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hey everyone, Taylor again. 
Thank you so much for listening to episode 16 of The Tantalus Tales. I was really excited for this episode in particular, because we got to delve a little deeper into Hawthorne's past, as well as introduce Yanko, our character creation clash winner, a feeless bard named for one of our Twitter followers, Yanko. You can find him at ShadowSky. That's ShadowSky with the A replaced with a 4, and the O replaced with a 0, so SH4D. Zero SKY. He's been incredibly supportive of us on Twitter, and we're glad to have him in our roster. We also introduced three other new characters in this episode, all named for friends and fans of the show. The twins, Bane and Nora, are named for a co-worker of Colleen's, uh, a Fletcher Bane, and Nora is named after at YLiterati from Twitter. Uh, the letter Y L-I-T-E-R-A-T-I. And finally, we introduce the leader of the Ginger Felis tribe, Baker. Named for Captain Baker. That's at C-P-T Baker on Twitter. You may recognize him as the winner of our glow-in-the-dark dice giveaway. Whenever we make new characters, we always look to our friends and followers uh, for names. And we are so incredibly happy that we have such a, a plethora to choose from. If you want to have a character named after you in the future, all you have to do is be following us. Interact with us. We love talking with people about our show. Before we go, I want to thank What's Good for the use of their song, Intro, as well as to thank our Patreon supporters. If you wanted to help us out on that front, we would be forever grateful. And if you can't help us uh, financially, that's perfectly fine. We understand. Just share us with people you think would enjoy our show. Thank you again for listening, though. Episode 17 will be out on Wednesday, October 2nd, so stay tuned.